Well, hello, everybody. It's uh, good to be with you. My name is Gene Mims. Good to be back. I missed the last two. I was out of town. And uh, I really appreciate uh, David Evans uh, being a part of our uh, time together. And um, uh, good good reports on that. Looking forward to listening to that. And uh, Justin was in, and uh, looking forward to hearing that. And we're going to be bringing people from time to time in because we think that keeps everything fresh and, and interesting and inviting the perspective of other people is really important. But we're going to pick up on the topic again about a church engaging the culture. And uh, uh, the idea about engaging the culture generally uh, – is, is important, but let, let's just uh, sort of take it up again. So uh, we'll start with Jeff on this one. What do you think the responsibility of the church is to engage culture? Well, you can't live in a vacuum, you know, as much as we would like to, and a lot of people have tried, I think, to step out of culture completely and kind of circle the wagons. We're only going to hang with Christians. We're only going to do Christian things, and we will not be influenced by the culture whatsoever. Um, and I guess you, I mean, the answer to that, I guess you would say is that's almost how the Amish have chosen to live, you know, and they, they've essentially said time stopped right here and we're not going to engage in culture anymore. But we know that that, that even, even for them, that is still not, not true. It's still very difficult. So the, the one thing I think that the church has the, the great responsibility to do with culture is to be able to try to take the scripture and interpret the times that they're living in through the biblical lens. So whether that means culture is shifting in morality, we go back to the scripture and, and that's where it is. Or culture has what feels like something new to us. Uh, we know that there's nothing new under the sun. And so we can gain a lot from church history in that. And I, I think that's probably why that's so important. It just teaches you that everything cycles through. It just has a different maybe facet or look to it. Trevor, I want to ask you this question. I think this is um, something that would kind of be interesting. Um, I think most of the time when people talk about engaging the culture, they actually think about engaging the youth of the culture. Uh, what do you think, uh, th- this is a general question now, just in your opinion, how much do you think any one demographic, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50, 50s, really understand the culture they're living in? Do you think they do or do not? Yeah, I, th- I think they, I think they have a, a gauge on it on their culture. You kind, you know, because people about their age, yes, their their generation, and uh, they have their own ideas on uh, maybe the younger generation. You know, because that's what most people think about it. They have their own ideas with the, it. The reason I ask that question is because, and I'm not exactly disagreeing with you, but I think sometimes uh, when you're in your 20s and 30s. You, you think you have a bead on what you're feeling, but aren't you changing too? I right. mean, aren't you, aren't you developing, growing, you're marrying ch- children? All of a sudden you're concerned about maybe things that you didn't even know about before. That was behind my question. How much, how much do we know about the culture? I, I'll follow up on that in a minute. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point. You, you know, you kind of know uh, what you've experienced. I think that's what, that's why it's good to know older people, know younger people, um, because they're, they're experiencing things you're not experiencing. And the people that have gone before you have, have experienced culture in a way that you haven't, because they've already had to make those decisions you're making on uh, marriage thought, and everything. Yeah. I think too, a lot of times people, uh, in a, in, in different, whether they're writers or artists or whatever else, and they'll write a song and sing this song about something in the culture 
and uh, maybe somebody who's lived a little longer or in a different way says, well, that's just not right. You know, you're feeling this, so you don't quite understand what you're expressing all the time. But that's also true of people 60 years old. You know, you think you understand uh, what your life is going to be when you're 70, but you really don't. You're just, in, you know, I, I'm working now, but when I retire, I X, Y, Z, or I'll need, and you have no idea uh, what you're needing. So I hear a lot of people talking about engaging the culture, and it's always interesting to me to, uh, to try to understand what they're really saying, and I'm not sure I'll, I'm not sure they understand it, and I'm pretty sure I don't understand what they mean when they start talking about culture. I'm not, not so much engaging the culture, but, but, uh, but culture. What, what do we- Trevor's point, I think, is well taken that you can really only see it from what you have already experienced. I think he's right on right there that the, because, and maybe you could weigh in on this, Trevor, as a new dad, how has your culture changed in the things that were really important to you, you know, before you found out y'all were expecting, so let's say two years ago, how have, how have things changed in what you valued highly then to what maybe you value, value highly now? Yeah, I value uh, I value quite a bit of things differently. Uh, I'm trying to make sure someone gets to bed, someone gets fed, mm-hmm. and uh, someone is uh, taken care of. Uh, two people, not just yeah. you know Erica, but she can take care of herself. Erica's my wife, not just my wife being taken care of, but now um, and she can mostly do that herself. But now it's a it's a baby and and uh, they actually cannot take care of themselves. So my culture has completely changed. What do you think? So as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about you're going to have to define what culture is what engaging culture what what is that even you know because that's a great question you brought that up i thought i knew what it meant i have an idea of what i think it means what what do you think that even means gene because well, practically for me there are a lot of definitions of it i mean you can go to you can go to a lot of different places and uh, read about you know customs and values and how those customs and uh, how values are expressed in customs and you know the ways of engaging people uh, and whatever, but culture to me is a way a person does life by what they think, and the way they think by what they feel like are sort of these uh, these uh, ground rule you know ground rules you know, you know lying, uh, putting the baby to bed on time, building a career, paying your bills, uh, uh, you know uh, advancing or whatever else, and so you know what we think about those things and what we try to do about those things kind of wraps around kind of wraps around culture but if you want if you want to understand how little you understand about culture just get married uh so you know your wife comes from a different world than you do and all of a sudden you're married and you don't do holidays the same you you don't appropriate uh, worship the same giving the same uh her family his family totally different in the way they do things and that's culture it really is and so when you say engaging culture uh to me it's uh, it's uh it's a little different from the academic pursuits or even the Christian academics who write about worldview and culture and whatever else to engage culture is, is to determine how am I going to relate to you to understand you. And then I have to say, what reason am I doing that for? As a believer, we, we believe that we're on a mission, you know, no matter what culture I'm in, I'm on a mission and whether I'm uh, working, not working student retired or whatever else, on the bottom line, I'm here to represent Jesus Christ, to exp- extend his kingdom. And so I'm going to engage you with those lenses on, first and foremost. Now, when I find you to be the same way, uh, that's a little easier maybe or whatever. But when I find you a little differently, 
then I've got to probe for ways or like Jeff just said, just dismiss you and say, well, forget you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do something else. Are you going to be coughing through this whole thing? Or are I we picking not. that up? I are we picking not. the coughs up that Trevor's doing pretty well? If, ladies and gentlemen, that's Trevor My coughing bad. here. My He's bad. got allergies. Allergies. Natural allergies. You know, one thing about culture that I think is, is a little bit interesting for me when we talk about engagement, and this is why I was asking Trevor a minute ago about what changes when you have something that really um, limits your time. So now you have a child. So – it may have been that you had more mental energy to think about what you wore and what you listened to and where you went. Now there's something else that's vying for that attention and something has to give. And so I think that's why a lot of times for us, I was just having this conversation with one of our staff members yesterday about a paper he was writing. We were talking about the idea that do you sing old songs? Do you sing new songs and, and whatnot? And for for all of us, one of the things that happens is that at a certain point in time, your soundtrack stops. And I was was kind of talking about how you know uh, Justin Bieber's album that came out, I guess last year or whatever. It really doesn't. It, it's not that I mind the music on it or anything. It's just that I don't need angsty music about being in a relationship anymore. Yes, you do. Because I'm not in that world. I've I've been married 15 years, so I'm not really worried about you know does she know that I like her. <laughs> Or, I mean, like, yeah. if she doesn't, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's so, awkward. So, so that song doesn't mean as much to me. And I think there have been times that I have engaged the culture better. But it was also when I had more time and was willing to bend my life to do that. So for me, in, in a, in a uh, rural context, that meant buying a hunting license and going hunting with a group of guys. And I haven't pulled a hunting license since I left that area. Yeah. I did it because... They valued that, and if you didn't, you were suspect. So if I was going to be their pastor, I wanted to be with them and know what they valued and try to understand that, even though I didn't care about it. It's a little bit harder as time goes on, and you don't have infinite amounts of free time to be able to throw yourself to those things. What you guys are pointing out, I think, is something really important to understand is that culture is multifaceted. And the idea that you can just engage culture, first of all, you have to know who you are and what your culture is. Then you have to know why would you engage culture. See, I think the business of the church is to engage culture, period. Uh, you know, you're a part of the culture. Now, are you on the are you on the one end of the culture where you say we want to be friendly to everybody uh, who who maybe have no bearing, Christian bearings or whatever else, they're you know, they're way over here, or do we want to be completely withdrawn and pull people into that through some filter, you know, conversion or it is a conversion to pull them into that filter so they can become like us. Or are we somewhere in the middle? We are a part of the culture. We dress like people in our culture. Obviously I don't wear a, a robe like you would in the middle East and some, you know, turban on my head. Uh, and if we do that, you can do that in the culture, but it really sets you off in this culture. Now, if you didn't do that in the culture where they wear that, it would set you off. So sure. we are part of the culture. We reflect it. We reflect it in our music. You say, well, we really don't. Well, we do. Christian music is just music that's about five or ten years behind the music You know, that's kind of the, the front edge of culture. Sure. Be- because the front edge of culture is only what those people, that narrow group of people, can endure. You know, later on, it becomes kind of mainstream as you grow up with it and whatever. We do the same thing with our expressions and, you know, things that uh, uh, that we say. So we are immersed in culture. 
which is which is great because if you weren't, you'd be so odd that nobody could talk to you. The question is, do you want to be on, you know, that far, one far end of the culture where you just say, hey, everybody's welcome. Anybody come in here. We accept everybody. Don't change. And then we try to kind of work that around. You know, we attract you in that way or way on the other end of the culture. No, no, no. We lock down. This is who we are. There's a big there's a big and difficult entryway, but once you get in, you're going to love it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll love you and whatever else we're, and, and, you know, that's the, well, we're in the world, but not of the world. And, but I think it is our business to engage culture, but who are we? What's my best shot? Well, if I'm, uh, you know, 67 years old, which I am, is my best shot to go and engage people who are 14. Uh, that's a stretch for both of us. It's not that I can't relate to them, not that I can't speak to them and, and whatever, but is that, is that my best shot? If I'm a, uh, uh, a person who uh, is uh, a working guy, you know, I work with my hands all the time, is my best shot to go to a university and try to engage the, you know, the students and professors there? Well, maybe not because culture is multifaceted. Who am I? That's my culture. You know, how can I best engage from my strengths or opportunities wherever wherever it is I live. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense totally. I want to uh, I want to talk about something that you just said really quickly. Um, cuz you you talked about how it's difficult for you to relate to a 14-year-old. Uh, I think it could be uh, easier for people uh, than they than they think themselves cuz you made the point yourself and uh, I just wanted to talk about this real quick. Um it depends on what that 14-year-old loves and knows. Hmm. Um, it's good. Because you are really good at uh, at building at building things, putting together maybe trains or mm-hmm. th- that type of thing, or you know uh, you know a lot about sports. You can, you can talk the language of a a football player or a basketball player because you, you understand sport and those types of things, and especially the Virginia Tech Hokies. Absolutely. Um, so if you're going to a Virginia Tech Hokie football game you can have a conversation mm-hmm. with anyone there and so it doesn't necessarily matter how old someone is or young someone is because we instantly have a connecting point and you are stepping into that culture that football virginia tech culture and you can have a conversation with anyone that's there so maybe maybe uh, the answer to that is find the connecting points say a church let's right. let's let's focus on our potential connecting points with whomever or wherever out there, if we want to say it like that, the culture happens to be. What would be the potential? Maybe that would be it. Maybe that's how you engage. Identify who you are and your potential connecting points with people who you know don't share, understand, even know about uh, you know these things. So we always say, well, the gospel is wonderful. Christian life is great. But nobody, nobody knows that if, if you're not in it. You wouldn't suspect that. You might suspect just the opposite of that. So what would be a connecting point to get a conversation or a relationship, you know, or whatever, uh, whatever started? It could be in the neighborhood, our neighborhood, you know. It could be. It's, we're drifting in a tribe mentality of subculture now. Yeah, we yeah, are, totally. which is Which is okay because I think what you said a minute ago is, uh, so let's take, a, let's take a guy who works uh, at a corporation and he's in middle management there are certain people because of his work experience he's absolutely going to relate to, but what happens uh, if he is a guy who loves to play golf? He may have leveraged all his chips to be able to be in a country club, and he's running with people of of different 
socioeconomic classes in that club. Maybe it's a middle class club, but they they draw from you know upper to middle, and and he's hanging with them. And golf is the tribe, and then he's that guy who also is you know civically minded. So he's working, you know, I don't know Nash, Nashville Rescue Mission or something mm-hmm. like that. So he's also got a tribe there that he's working out of, and and I guess the name that pops into my mind when I think about that, and and it's I don't know that he was the first person who who really began to talk about it. The first person I noticed was Seth Godin as he talked about identifying your tribe when you're marketing. All of us have subcultures that we're certainly certainly more comfortable in than others, uh, and, and nothing nothing being wrong with that, but maybe that's the leverage point, and you engage subculturally maybe even more than you do just in the larger well, context I think, of culture. I think you're pointing some. See if we can chase this. One. See, I think there's way too much pressure when you say we need to engage. Oh uh, yeah, I, I totally <laughs> agree. It, it's like pressure. so stressful for people. Yeah, it's like don't it, understand. If I'm it. not engaging the culture, well, every moment of your life you're engaging. Every time you get around somebody no. that's not you, you're engaging the culture. You engage the culture with your children in school. Mm-hmm. You you engage the culture with your wife when or husband when you marry and families. You engage culture when you go anywhere. So the question is not, are we engaging culture? Because uh, the answer to that is yes, you are engaging culture. But what's the significance yeah. of the meaning? Do we always have to be on? I mean, like you mentioned, you know, model railroading or golf or whatever. Do I have to be on when, you know, do I have to spiritualize that? No, but I think you need to look for opportunities to leverage the things that God lets you do naturally. So we, we had this experience where we had a negative experience at our school that one of my children attends this past uh, year. And um, I felt like it was important that we engaged the school on that experience uh, and engage it because we had, it was not just that it was not just that we didn't like what had happened, but we felt like there were some, some values that we hold as Christians that had probably been violated a little bit and that we were, maybe even potentially being marginalized. And so we took the opportunity to engage our school and found it to be a great opportunity uh, in, in that moment. But that's not every day for me. I don't go to the school every day and look for an opportunity to not, yeah. I, I don't want to say weasel. That sounds terrible. But to weasel my way into the into the school system to engage it. But so maybe the best way to, opportunities come Maybe the best it. way to engage culture is to disciple people and, and get them ready uh, to to live out their lives as believers and in, and engage uh, effectively wherever they are. So when the opportunity presents itself for confrontation, you do that lovingly. When it presents itself for friendship, you know, uh, my feeling is if I can be around a non-Christian long enough, something's going to shine yeah. uh, in that person's life. I found this to be true with the guys I, a lot of the guys I hang around with, uh, you know, it, it may have taken years, but Pretty soon they cycle back and say, "Hey, what do you think about?" And there we go. The door is open, and we and we've got something to run in. I don't. I didn't make their friendship because of that, but I would say in making the friendship, there was always that hope. Sure, because you care about their you care about their eternity, so it's not and, it's and not a, lost. And as a friend, you care about everything in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Their vacations, their you know when they're sick and whatever else. That's in, to me. That's engaging the culture. Our church engages in culture by preparing its people. You know, to live as salt and light. Salt makes you thirsty. Light turns on the, mm-hmm. the you know, the understanding of who you are and what they potentially can, well, you know, can have. And you guys did this a lot. I know, you know, when you were in Knoxville, not only as a student, but then later on, you guys, you guys did that a lot with some pretty different things, uh, whether it be wakeboarding or snowboarding or uh, just, I mean, just in recreational activities that 
college students are engaged in. You, you guys did that a lot and saw a lot of people changed just by being in, I guess, relationship with them. Yeah, really. We really did. And really, I was just taking what Gene was just talking about. He was engaging his friend's culture. As he was gauging his friend's culture, he was gauging, engaging his friend's friend's culture because when he was around his friend, his friend was inviting his friends and their friends around him, uh, sometimes, many times, all the time. Because um, I, think, I think we get to, um, as college students, as, as young adults, we get, too f- we get too focused and stressed out about, you know, I've got to talk to this person or that person. When we're around people all the time and we know them a little bit, we just have to be the people that, that engage that person's culture and take it a step further and take the conversation uh, just a little step further. And there's this, there's this uh, theory in uh, communication that it's, uh, it's called self-disclosure. Someone else is going to go as far as you take the conversation. It's not that you take it you know, um, immediately like, did you know if you, would, uh, if you died today, you'd go to hell or heaven? It's not, like, it's not taking it there like Gene was talking about. We don't over-spiritualize everything, but we know everything is spiritual. Like everything, um, everywhere Jesus went, he took himself there and was just himself to the people. It's that we just simply go to the places we're already going in life, and we are uh, disclosing, trying to get to know, and uh, just self-disclosing our lives. Like just relating to each other and engaging them as we would want them to engage us. I think you're most successful in that is when they can become, or when, when they, when you, when it comes to the point in time when they're totally uh, themselves around you. So they may say things that you don't say. They may hold opinions that you don't hold. Uh, they, may, they may have convictions about things that make your hair stand up on end. But if they get to the point where they f- are free to express that, and you might call that friendship, you know, or just an atmosphere instead of open hostility, and bartering, you know, back and forth. If you refrain from saying this, then I won't do this. And it's just openness. And then you're free, to, you know, to express what you want to. I think it's easy for a Christian can get in that can get in that situation and then clam up instead of being, you know, expressive or just saying, well, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that and whatever. Uh, when you have friendships that are true friendships, then everybody can be themselves. And that's where I want to get, because I believe that, you know, the salt and light that we are and, and, the, and the gospel that we have and that we live is overpowering uh, to the anxieties and the fears and the discomforts of, of people that you're with. And over and over, it's just proven that way. So whether you're playing golf or boarding or whatever, just, you know, find that, find that place. That, that, to me, is engaging culture. It's not a program, and it's not a, it's not a, uh, a theology I, I I don't get anywhere with that. You know, people just talk about that. Well, okay, fine, but let's go do something about it. Let's let's go engage. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And so, and what we've kind of talked about is like the biggest thing for me is is that cultural engagement. Uh, I think you. I think we can be even more specific on it. It's are we gauging our friends' culture with Jesus? Like, are we are we engaging popular culture? Because popular culture is way different than. Um, a specific person, if we can be even more specific on um, the culture of this coffee shop or the culture of yeah. this um, food place that we go regularly, whatever. Or yeah. the, and you find yeah. your comfort first. Totally. You know, it's like it's like me. If I if I went to the coffee shop, you know, my my deal would 
be let's get a cup of coffee, drink, and get out of here. You know, that's not that culture. That's not the vibe of that place. Now, they'll sell you coffee and get you out of there. It's not, you know, they're happy to do that. But to know the people that are there or uh, to, to enter into whatever that is, whether it's an athletic event or, you know, or reading a book at the library with people, it, it wouldn't matter. But you have to know what you are and where those touch points are going to best, you know, going to best happen. And I think that's, you know, that's something good. Well, we didn't get to one thing that I thought would be uh, good, and maybe in the last two or three minutes we can just express this. How much culture should, how much of that popular culture or that fluidity in culture out there, those opinions and expressions, how much of that should be brought into the church in our messages or in our teaching or our worship or whatever? How, 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 how do we, where do you draw the line in that? For me, that's a very slippery slope because you have to ask yourself the question, are you doing it to be cool? Are you doing it to really help your congregation understand a cultural issue? So there's a a popular Netflix series that's going around right now that a lot of our teenagers are engaging in that basically talks about, you know, suicide. And um, our student pastor has been engaging the parents and the teenagers to say, this isn't helping prevent, we don't believe. We think this actually is is negative towards uh maybe it, its intended purpose may have been to help, but we don't think that it accomplishes that. So I think that's that's one way you definitely engage the culture. I'm not sure that I love the idea that every week we're trying to read the Fox News crawler and engage the culture that way or to bring cultural elements into the church just so that we feel more relevantly cool. That that That's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm... I would say that you definitely don't need to be searching for the feeling, and I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at that. But <laughs> we don't, we don't need to be searching for the feeling for sure, because that's when, that's when it, you base everything off of your own opinion and not God's, um, or at least w- what I've experienced. Uh, the thing for me is um, how much culture should be coming into the church is kind of the question, and should it always be in the church, or should every week it should be there, and it's. It's uh, the people are there, so they're bringing it with them. Um, and you're there, and you're bringing your culture with you. Uh, and we should only kind of be going, uh, bringing it to light or talking about it, I think, if we're solving problems. Like if it's, if it's a solution, if it's we're trying to, to meet a need, if we're trying to, to, um, to figure out, uh, figure out a, a solution to the problem, then it's very effective. Then, then you can, you know, bring it into light. You can use it as a tool, and uh, and th- I think that's when creativity with that with that kind of cultural thing is is used bestly. Well, you want people to feel comfortable when they come in. I I, I think of it like uh, a big circle. So let's say this circle is all the possibilities. You have to determine how big your circle is within that circle of all the possibilities. And when you get to the end of the your comfort, then you stop right there. And somebody else is going to have to reach the other part of that culture of this. That's why I think we shouldn't criticize churches that are different from us or Christians that are different from us because it really, God really uses everybody uh, to do that. And culture is multifaceted and we need multifaceted churches. Well, hey, this has been good. I appreciate that. So uh, we'll hopefully uh, you'll listen to us next time. We're excited to do this and we really appreciate all of our listeners. So until next time, we'll see you later.